Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the virtual CISO moment, where we discuss items of importance, relevance in the information security risk management world, revolving around and affecting small and mid-sized businesses. This is season four, episode two. And today, this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about business continuity and tabletop exercises. And, you know, I um, have grown to really enjoy these types of endeavors. I, I have to admit, back in the day, the first tabletop exercise I did, um, this was probably close to 20 years ago, we went to, we being the uh, primarily the IT department, we went on a retreat and we did a, um, a tabletop there that a third party consultant facilitated. A lot of role playing, a lot of um, what ifs. And at the time, I was a, more IT than InfoSec, that's for sure. I was in charge of. Um, the uh, networking part of information technology. And all I could think about was all of the uh, networking projects that I wanted to get back to. My, my, my love at the time was networking and that this is such a waste of time and of um, uh, just talent. Uh, I mean, we probably spent the better part of the day there. Um, I remember getting a good lunch out of it. And in the end, it was interesting. But, um, see, I always have the mindset back then. Again, it's spooling back 20 years, so figure I'm in my uh, early to mid-30s at that point in time. I was so hyper-focused on technology portion, the technology portion of, uh, of well, IT, particularly the networking portion. And never really uh, gave as much thought as I should have to the business side at the time. I really liked getting the bits and bytes moving. Of course, it was around that time, too, that um, we started to do some security work. We had to install the firewall, and uh, uh, we had some... Uh, one of the big issues back then of the day was uh, illegal music sharing. Um, Napster was the program that uh, was the first one for, for sharing <clears throat> music. It's, a, it's amazing how much things have changed in 20-odd years. But I digress, which I tend to do often. If you've been watching this series of uh, podcasts and videos before this, the virtual CISO moment, the virtual CISO minute, when it used to be just one minute. Uh, so business continuity tabletop exercises. They're, they're basically uh, have one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to um, uh, simulate an event so that an organization can discover uh, gaps. They could be gaps in processes, gaps in technology, gaps in uh, personnel, knowledge, uh, maybe gaps in scheduling. A lot of times people think about business continuity, the first thing that they're like, well, if there's a problem, we'll call Joe. Well, what do you do if Joe's not available? Have you really thought about bench depth? It's a term that I never really cared for too much outside of sports, but uh, I guess over time have, have started to adopt. 
but it's an important exercise. It'll give you the opportunity to discover or highlight some of the gaps that you might have. Uh, part of why I enjoy it now is related to my um, activity as a writer. I, I have done some writing in, in other aspects, both within and outside of information security. And what we do at my firm is usually at the beginning of the year, sometime in the springtime, I'll draft up the scenario for the business continuity tabletop exercises for our clients that will run during the year. <clears throat> and then usually we run um, the scenario for each client starting uh, midsummer and then going through the fall. And just depending upon a lot of things, schedules um, on our side, on their side. And um, I'm always a little bit nervous about running it the first time. I'm thinking, well, are they really going to appreciate this? And I know that they might have some there, might have sort of the same opinion that I have that, oh, this is just a exercise and I could be doing real business stuff. I like to tell the story particularly for, for our newer clients that we're doing this for the first time that um, to illustrate the importance of this is in, in 2019, the scenario that I had scripted up for our clients was a pandemic. And I did, in fact, get some initial feedback that along the lines of, why do we need to do this? This is just checking the box. We're never going to have a pandemic. Those that did the exercise were certainly much more um, prepared, aware, and ready for COVID when COVID hit. And so I don't have to sell spending the time to do a tabletop exercise to those folks anymore, uh, which is which I consider is a good thing. And um, they consider it's a good thing too. So tabletop, the way that we typically run it is uh, um, uh, it, anywhere between an hour and a half and three hours to run through the entire scenario. And we have some expectations that without prompting, the uh, client's response team will do. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, even in these circumstances, sometimes we, we, um, we perform two duties in, in that if we're providing virtual CISO services, we're part of the response team as well too. But um, usually the way that uh, we break that up is uh, I'll run the scenario and um, for clients where we have another virtual CISO involved. And uh, um, that works out pretty well. So there's that little, I try not in the beginning, of course it's hard to keep the scenario from our staff, uh, particularly once it's run the first time, but it's all good. They know not to uh, let the clients know beforehand what's gonna happen, because we want this to be a real-time uh, exercise and response. So it's an important, exercise. Uh, this is, of course, pre-assuming that the business has in place an adequate business response plan, continuity response plan. Uh, some organizations don't, particularly when we first start working with them. And then some organizations, they, they think they have a good one in place, but when we start running the exercise, it starts exposing gaps. Uh, 
And it's not always technical, as I said beforehand. Um, uh, the last question I always ask at the end of the exercise is, did you find this of value? And I have never gotten a response except for one, which I'll explain in a moment, um, of anything but, yes, this was very valuable. What makes a successful business continuity tabletop exercise work is ensuring that you have folks not just from IT. Because IT, their role in business continuity planning is disaster recovery. Their, their role is to make sure that the bits and bytes are flowing, that they can bring systems up and in a manner that follows um, what the business needs are. So your business impact analysis has been done and um, taking into account RTOs and RPOs, um, point, uh, recover time objectives or recover point objectives. I often forget just how many acronyms we have. And uh, I, I am one of my, I don't make resolutions, but one of my goals, if you will, is to not pre-assume that the audience that I'm talking to is knowledgeable of the acronyms that I use. So I will try to remember to do that in these podcasts and um, explain accordingly. So IT is one component of many who should be there. There's a, there's the legal aspect. There's the uh, marketing um, to to really manage the the communication um, outwardly and inwardly to some extent, but definitely outwardly. Um, there should only be that one point of communication. The rest of the staff should understand that, no, we don't um, communicate because we're not authorized to. Um, finance, your executive team definitely should be involved because ultimately they're the ones making risk management decisions. Um, 2021's uh, script, uh, part of it involved ransomware. And the decision to pay the ransom and what those triggers are, none of which is an IT issue. And even those who are staunchly against we're never going to pay the ransom, when presented with some very unique business challenges, um, those, those thoughts are also challenged. And so... A lot of organizations don't have a ransomware response policy or procedure or playbook in place, and that's often one of the that was often last year one of the um, gaps that we found as well too. And so, running through the scenario produces ideally a list of uh, potential gaps or actual gaps, and and then the final version of the report that we produce will discuss those gaps and. Um, some recommended remediation um, tasks. Uh, we don't say that you have to do that because we recognize that um, uh, compensating controls can be as effective in reducing risk as primary controls. So if a primary control is missing and they're able to uh, mitigate that risk with compensating controls, then that's fine as well too. So it's a very valuable component. And, again, um, if, particularly if you can massage it to that particular organization, sometimes, you know, we script a uh, standard 
um, and try to make it company agnostic. In other words, we're, we're thinking about the threat externally and pretending that we don't have any institutional knowledge inside, but, but then when we're running it, we understand that, okay, you may not have, for example, a chief risk officer, and the, that last year's scenario called for the chief risk officer to do something. Well, it would be the equivalent of there's somebody in the organization that ultimately fulfills the role of chief risk officer, no matter what organization you have. I don't care if you're just a one-person shop. And, uh, but if you're a small business like myself, less than uh, 10 folks at the moment, um, you know, there's, there's, there has to be one person that is uh, in charge of understanding risks to the organization, but may not carry that title. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast um, that all of the times that I've run this for several years, different scenarios, and even um, when I participated in these before I was a virtual CISO consultant, when uh, I was CISO for uh, various organizations, um, that I found value in it, um, except for that first one, which really, uh, you know, 20 years ago, but that was another story, of course. Um, all of the, uh, there was always, always value that came out of them. And, and in particular, uh, remember, too, I, I remember preparing for Y2K. That's a, that's a whole different study in historical business continuity, but we won't go there today. Um, but I have had one client that the business continuity exercise went south. And uh, it was rather a surprise on how quickly it went south. Right in the middle of it, the main contact, the IT director said, why are we talking about this? We all know about these gaps that we have. Um, so that that exercise stopped right there. And uh, the problem was that the only ones that were there were information technology folks. So yes, IT understood about all of the gaps in the technology side and the response side, and um, but I, I don't believe that others in the organization understood that risk. And and one of the uh, primary roles of a CISO or a virtual CISO is to ensure, as best as possible, that executive management, C-suite, and board of directors have enough information about information security risks to make a risk-informed decision on certain things. And if they don't understand the risk to business continuity from um, information security availability issues because of technology, that's a big problem. So I encourage that organization to reconsider that we come and discuss maybe doing a test again when we can get some other folks involved. But... Um, that is one example of an organization that, from a maturity standpoint, I don't think quite is uh, quite as ready. Um, and I'm, I, I, I feel uh, a little bit concerned that they're not ready for an incident. But ultimately, there's that decision within the organization we can only facilitate. But business continuity, the exercise, if you think that it's a waste of time, it is not. I encourage you to think about it from a risk management standpoint and to really think about would this work or would this not work 
in the case of whatever scenario that you're working in for that year. And you don't have to do it just once a year. Uh, I know of folks that do it more than once a year, twice a year, different organizations, um, different uh, um, uh, businesses will, will have different organizations actually run it um, for various reasons. So, what are your thoughts? Do you have thoughts on business continuity tabletop exercise? Do you agree that it's a, uh, a, a necessary component of an information security risk management program? Or are you of the opinion that uh, perhaps yeah, it's, its importance is overstated? Because uh, one of the things that I've learned in over 30 years in my career is that while my way may be a good way, a very effective way, it is never the only way. And often... I've learned that some ways are actually better. And so uh, one of my uh, favorite sayings is, uh, the good Lord gave us one mouth and two ears and two eyes. So we've got four times the capacity to absorb information than to actually transmit it. So thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, and stay secure.